This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And for those of you who are longtime listeners to the program or who know me in real life, I'm kind of a spitfire, lots of high energy, all those various things, what you would call, and I'm putting this in my air quotes, an extrovert. <laughs> and and a lot of business people are. But so many business people are not. They are introverts. And so we are going to talk about how to do business today as an introvert. And we're talking with an expert in this subject. And please join me in welcoming Summer Turner to our program today. Welcome, Summer. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, this really is going to be so interesting because I think it will, uh, you know, I, I don't think, I know this information will apply to everyone because whether we're an extrovert, whether we're an introvert, we know people who are, we associate with them. You know, I, I had a guest on uh, one time who was talking about how to work with people who had adult ADD, you know, and, and he pointed out, he said a lot of people do. And, and we just don't even realize it. A lot of people are introverts. And you wrote this great blog column that, you know, sometimes introverts mask themselves as being extroverts. Um, you know, and, and it takes all types to do business. But I know that we have people who are listening who would rather go and have a root canal than go to a networking meeting or heaven forbid, they actually get asked to get up and speak. And, you know, and, and things like that are just so painful to them, but they're fabulous. With what they do, they've got a great product, great services. And so this is why I'm really looking forward to speaking with you today. Right. Thank you. So let me tell people a little bit about you. When Summer Turner started her solopreneur business, she soon realized that the ways everyone said were the right ways to do business were the ways that are optimized for extroverts. She realized that introverts needed a different way of moving forward if they were to thrive in their businesses. So she researched the astounding differences in introvert and extrovert brain wiring and created an approach for introverts called the tortoise way. Her company is Business Breakthrough Training, LLC, and today she's going to talk about how introverts can get radical about moving forward in their businesses in the ways that feel right. So again, Summer, welcome. Thank you. Well, of course, my first question has to be, are you an introvert? I am very much an introvert, yes. So you recognize that when, when you see it, and you know, and, and it would be funny if you said, oh, no, I'm a big extrovert. <laughs> you know, you, you need to have that empathy to be able to, to work with folks. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because on occasion, even, you know, people like me, there are times where I'm thinking, I do not want to go to that networking event. I just want, and if I do, I'm going to go stand in a corner. Um, you know, and, and so the, we're not extroverts or introverts a hundred percent of the time, but, it is a challenge for introverts because, as you said in your uh, bio, doing business, you know, and, and you know, it, it's funny because there's the right way, and I'm putting that in in my air quotes, 
is to do the networking, the getting out there, the, you know, putting yourself in front of people. And for an extrovert, that really is just terribly painful. For an introvert, yes. And I did say that backwards. Sorry about that. That's sometimes I do that. So you have to catch me if I do it. But, <laughs> um, but that's basically what happened to me. I didn't start out with my solopreneur business to uh, specialize in helping introverts. Mm-hmm. I was going to do a seminar business in business writing. Okay. And so I joined our large chamber mm-hmm. and I went to a networking event And I immediately felt overwhelmed. I Mm -hmm. felt my battery being drained to the floor. And there was a woman standing next to me, bopping to the loud music. And she said to me, I've been looking forward to this all day. Mm -hmm. And here I've been home reading articles about how to cope with networking events and she was looking forward to it and I observed her the rest of the evening and the the longer it went on the more energized she got and she was just shining and I realized she's making connections she's being authentic she's you know shining it with for people so they're attracted to her and so she's going to be successful with whatever it is she is selling. And here I am, literally could not remember the name of my business. I was so drained and overwhelmed mm-hmm. that I had to peek at my business card to right. even tell somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't have the energy to shout over the, all the loud talking and music to talk to anybody. And introverts hate small talk anyway Mm -hmm. so they like to get right to deep stuff Mm -hmm. you can't in that environment and so this happened time after time for me I kept going and I just kept thinking there must be something wrong with me but I would often just kind of give up and just go for the food you know (laughs) and then go home you know (laughs) and then sometime around that time I came across Susan Cain's famous TED talk about introverts and it kind of started the whole introvert revolution and I realized that's what's going on and that woman standing next to me getting more and more energized is is an extrovert Mm -hmm. and she is in her element at these kinds of things Mm -hmm. so I so I did research and I found out the the actual brain and nervous system wiring differences which are astounding and it totally explains everything Mm -hmm. and I started seeing how the way we do business, the way you're supposed to do it, is optimized for extrovert brain wiring. And that's true for our schooling and the workplace. So, you know, by the time we're adults, we introverts have had it drummed into us. There's something wrong with us. We need to speak up more, do more, you know. You'll get over it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In other words, you need to be more like extroverts Mm -hmm. because there's something wrong with you. So that when I saw that, I realized that so many people are suffering unnecessarily. And that's always what drives whatever I do. I can't stand to see people suffering unnecessarily. So I came up with ways that would work for me. And because we have the same goals, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say that that extrovert and I both want to get 100 clients. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to do it the way in the way that's that is optimized for the extroverts where they shine and we are at best coping. Right. And if we're faking extroversion, 
we need to realize that the human brain is wired to detect that as mm -hmm. part of our limbic system, dangers here, something's not right. So if you're faking it, people are sensing it, mm -hmm. you're not shining, you know, and they're not going to do business with you. Mm -hmm. So you need to come up with ways that actually work for your own nervous system and brain wiring. Right. And it's not... It, you know, I, I was uh, you're being you know kind of sarcastic when I said you'll get used to it, you'll get over it. Practice, you know, all you have to do is practice. No, <laughs> you know? and and even for extroverts, there are times where it's not comfortable going and meeting a, a, a you know whole new mm -hmm. group of people. But we do have different ways to cope with that. You know, I sometimes go in and find a person I know first so yeah. that, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable and, and all of these things. And, and for an introvert, you're not going to get over it. You know, and, and it doesn't matter how much you practice, you know, all these various things because you're right. It is your, your brain is just wired differently. And mm -hmm. I know when I'm talking to an introvert, you know, you mentioned that, that we can tell. I can tell, you know, I can mm -hmm. tell that now, you know, some of it, I just sometimes always think they just don't want to be here, you know, which could be a variety of reasons why they don't want to be here. Uh -huh. But, you know, there's the, sometimes there is the deer in headlights look, you know, and, yes. and, and, you know, and so if I see that or if I see someone in a networking event, you know, standing by themselves looking terrified, um, you know, and, and I know they don't think they look terrified, but they mm -hmm. do. I mean, you know, there is body language. Sure. I go and I try and make them comfortable, you mm -hmm. know, and, 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 and of course what I do is small talk and you just said that's not what an introvert wants to do. So I have to work on that. Um, but, but yeah, it, you know, I, I just try and go and say, you know, hi, how are you? You know, what brings you here today? Like I said, you know, I try small talk with them, but I, I, some, you know, it, it makes everybody else feel, not uncomfortable, but like we need to help and that's not mm -hmm. what they need, you know? And, and so that's what, you know, why I'm, I'm thinking this program is great for extroverts and introverts because mm -hmm. we do all interact. So, you know, let's, let's kind of start with, with the basics. What is your description of introvert and extrovert? Well, it has to do, it's biological, it has to do with brain and nervous system wiring, which we can talk about, mm -hmm. but it's manifest as how we react to stimuli. Okay. The introvert is wired for inner processing with activities in the mind. Mm -hmm. The extrovert is wired for the outer world and for taking action mm -hmm. in the outer world. Right. So when there, so there's a lot of stimulation going on inside the introvert. Anyway, mm -hmm. we are constantly thinking, connecting dots, observing, processing, remembering, strategizing. All that stuff is going on. That's a lot of stimulation. Mm -hmm. So we cannot handle much more stimulation coming in from the outer world. And the extrovert is wired for the, it's the sympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. which is the, um, you know, fight, flight, or fright nervous system basically taking some sort of action reacting mm -hmm, right. to the to the world and so basically the world is energizing for an extrovert mm -hmm. and draining for an introvert because they already got all this stuff going on inside their mm -hmm. their minds right you know and it's funny because in a lot of ways i feel when you know say i'm at a networking event 
that I'm just flitting from person to person and not really absorbing, you know, anything because I, I'm having to be the social butterfly. Uh-huh. You know, and and clearly I need to work on that skill. Um, you know, it's a listening skill, it's all of those various things. But that is my instinct is to just go be social and, uh-huh. you know, see this person and that person. Oh, look, there's somebody I haven't seen in a while. And, you know, I, I tell people, you know, I have the attention span of a gnat anyway. So, <laughs> um, you know, and, and but it it's I love finding out that, you know, introverts are taking in so much, which is obviously why small talk just annoys the living daylights out of you. Well, and also the blood pathway that goes to the the. And the, and the introverts goes to air those areas mm-hmm. of thinking and planning and all of that. And that's it's a long pathway. Um, the things that we remember are stored in long-term memory. That's where all that is. Mm-hmm. And so when you want to have small talk with us, we have to back out of that mm-hmm. and somehow get our brains to go over into working memory, the shallow thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's not our home base. And so it's it's not it doesn't come naturally for us. Right. So if you want to dump like into me, I think you're distracted or not paying attention. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting, interesting. So you know, it, I, it it just fascinates me so much that there's so many questions going through my little brain. I don't even know what to ask for. See, and that's part of the thing is, is like I said, I flit from here to there. Um, you know, so you decided that this was your passion and you really work with women entrepreneurs. Do you see that men, you know, is it just that you like working with women more or is this a bigger issue for women? Well, I think it is. It could be, I think, statistically, you know, there's some statistics that show it's more likely to happen for women. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, my programs always involve journaling. And I find Mm -hmm. that even introverted men typically don't like to journal. So so that's a kind of processing. You know, they may go walk on the beach or whatever, but but mine is centered around journaling. Mm -hmm. And see, journaling drives me nuts. You know, I've I've never when I was a little girl and I'd get the diary for Christmas. Sometimes I'd make it through the second week in January, <laughs> and you know, and and I'd look back at those later on, and it would be you know, I would say things like got up, ate breakfast. I mean, you know, I I just hated it, and I still do. You know, when when people tell me you need to be journaling, I'm like, why? Um, <laughs> I went su- through uh, some recent illness. And people were, you should journal. And I said, why do I need to journal? I know I don't feel good. I know I have these problems. Now, that didn't mean I didn't talk about it and share it, you know, and, and things like that. So I tried to not, you know, keep everything bottled up. But to me, it just made absolutely no sense to write it down. And so many well, like five, ten, extremely well-meaning people sent me journals. And oh, and I love them. I mean, they, I love the thought. I love the people. The journals were fabulous. I took them and donated them to, you know, to the Cancer <laughs> Society because I knew that would be a, a place where they would love those. Yeah. But yeah, journaling and writing my thoughts down, I'm like, Ugh. and some of that comes back to focusing, you know, to, to, to focus long enough to write that down. Uh-uh, just not going to well, happen for me. Also, you're, you as an extrovert are wired more for thinking by talking. Mm-hmm. And that's why extroverts can think fast on their feet. I have an extrovert friend 
who's very successful, and she says even starting from school days, she knew that if she started talking, the answer would come through. Mm-hmm. Whereas the introvert is going to that deep place in their mind, processing, thinking, is this the best answer? Is this the more nuanced, most nuanced answer? And by the time they come out with, you know, something, the topic has moved on. Right. So, so, uh, so you're wired more for talking it out, mm-hmm. and introverts tend to be more wired for writing, which is a, it's a more slowed down, deeper process mm-hmm. that's just perfect for the kind of inner processing that we naturally do. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I mean, I even tell people I yammer, I yammer on, I just yammer, mm-hmm. yammer, yammer. Um, you know, and and some people actually think that I'm nervous or not paying attention or all those various things. And part of it is because my mind is going 900 miles an hour. You know, I'm thinking about this and that and this and that and, and flitting, you know, from person to, to subject to all of these various things and really not, you know, as I said, not absorbing, um, you know, and so maybe I do need to start journaling. So, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and that is something to maybe it is to make me focus and, and, you know, do those well, things. A talking way for, that kind of focus might be just to repeat what you understood the person to say. Mm-hmm. That way you're talking, which is your strength, and you're, yet you're processing what they just said. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, advice, if it's an injury, it buys that person time, mm-hmm. you know, for the next conversational gambit. Mm-hmm. And it could help you really slow down enough to let the words register as to what they're talking about. Right. So what are good ways for an introvert uh, to to be doing business? You know, we've said networking might not be, you know, the, the cup of tea, especially if you have to get up and, you know, give your 30-second, you know, elevator right. pitch. Right. You know, uh, so how is it best for an introvert to, to, to function and, and be successful in business? It's going to be different for different people, but basically it needs to be from – activities that are inside your comfort zone. Okay. So these would be, you know, skill sets you already have, um, situations where you're comfortable, activities where you, you know, you feel safe and you feel like you can be your your authentic, fully expressed self. And, and it could involve, you know, people that you're comfortable with. So if your goal is to get 100 new clients, well, you really shouldn't be selling in networking events anyway. You're just building, you know, relationships right. and getting started. So so what you do is you take that goal inside in your journal. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually have a comfort zone map that I give my clients to, to map um, the things that are in the heart of their comfort zone and where they're dancing on the rim of their comfort zone, you know, one foot out, one foot in. And what's definitely outside their comfort zone, they should not even consider doing. Mm-hmm. But basically, you would sit down and, and strategize what's inside your comfort zone that would be a way to help you get those clients. Now, for example, I'm comfortable doing public speaking and, you know, I've been an adult teacher for years mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's actually inside my comfort zone. So mm-hmm. I can do you know, seminars at my chamber mm-hmm. and then, you know, follow up with 
individuals who look like they want to, um, you know, find out more, have a discovery mm -hmm. session. So, so that would be a way to, you know, have a fairly small audience doing what I do well, where I shine. Mm -hmm. So that's the key. You want to do things where you shine. Another way is to have one-on-one -on -one coffee chats with people who might want to work with me, you know, and go to your favorite coffee shop where you go hang out anyway. Mm -hmm. And so you're comfortable with all of that, you know, the stimulation around you, you've learned to tune it out and it's kind of your home place. So, so what, what I want introverts to realize is that extroverts in the outer world are in their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. They really are. Now, like you were saying, sometimes you, don't look forward to a networking event. Um, almost nobody likes to go into a situation completely not knowing right. what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the unknown, you know, where are you going to park your car and, you know, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. I think introverts think about that more and worry about more little things than, than extroverts do. But, but basically, they are wired for the noisier, the conventions in strange new cities, you know, that's mm -hmm. exciting and energizing. Um, so another important thing to understand is that the extrovert brain, the happy juice is dopamine. Mm. They need, they need that dopamine. Mm -hmm. Adrenaline is what creates that dopamine. Mm -hmm. So that's why an extrovert will jump, bungee jump off a cliff. Right. And they're going to say, oh, I'm scared to death. But they're not. Yeah, they're boing. excited. <laughs> they're, they're saying, I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. And then they tell the introverts, you should get out of your comfort zone and go bungee jump. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, an extrovert's comfort outside their comfort zone would be telling them to journal. Okay, mm -hmm. so they right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's just that not would me. Be like, mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be like me saying, hey, Deb, um, you really need to, to go journal. That's mm -hmm. the way to be successful. You will not be successful unless you journal, which is, I know is you know, outside your comfort zone, but you've got to get outside your comfort zone. No, that's not going to work right. for you. So go for two weeks and then stop again. Yeah, <laughs> so when an introvert here's that what's happening what you have to know is that the introvert is sensitive to dopamine that is not our happy chemical oh okay okay the, that do, adrenaline dopamine connection is connected to that sympathetic nervous system that the extroverts are wired for mm -hmm. that take action okay for the introvert it's the opposite we are mm -hmm. wired through the parasympathetic nervous system which is nicknamed the rest and digest nervous system. Mm -hmm. And our happy juice is a brain chemical called acetylcholine. Mm -hmm. And that is a calming chemical. Mm -hmm. So for us to be functioning optimally, we need to be in that state, that rest and digest state where acetylcholine is calming our brain down. Mm -hmm. If we get an adrenaline rush, we're going to get the deer in headlights look. Mm -hmm. it, we are not wired for that. It is paralyzing for us. Right. So, so when introverts are strategizing how to get their hundred clients, they need to. A good place to start is with your journal and that you know free thinking and and um, free writing of how what you know what's inside my comfort zone. What do I love doing? Mm -hmm. 
you know, how, how, who do I know that I can reach out to who can then in turn reach out to other people for me, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have to do the opposite of what the extroverts are doing. And so that's why I say we need, we need radical ways to come up with things we can do that'll work for us because we're, the message is you have to do it the extrovert way. You have to get outside your comfort zone, meaning, you know, their way. Right. Yeah. You have to do <laughs> and, it my, the right way. Yeah. And since that's really not going to work for us, we really need to be thinking, okay, what's the opposite? Mm -hmm. The opposite to me, the opposite of a big convention or a big networking event is a one-to-one -one chat in a cafe. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and as you said, you're going to do so much better in that environment. Um, you're going to you know, shine. Yeah. You're going to shine. Yes. You know, and, and me as the extrovert needs to recognize that, that, you know, I need to, to you know, calm myself down, you know, and, and, um, and, and focus on absorbing and, and, um, you know, and, and so that's where it does get tricky is when we're having to interact with each other because I'm ready to be, you know, bouncing off the walls again. And you just want to sit in and have a great conversation. Whenever I do public presentations, yeah, the introverts feel validated, but it's the extroverts' jaws that drop. Right. They have a huge aha, and I hear them say things like, oh, my God, I have been alienating, you know, about half to half the people at these events. I right. see exactly what I'm doing. I'm jumping in front of them and talking, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and you need to realize that up to half the population is on the right. introverted side of the Which, spectrum. I mean, that, that makes sense, that it's about 50-50. Mm -hmm. So about 25% are absolute card-carrying introverts, and the same with extroverts, about, mm -hmm. you know, 25%. The rest of us are ambiverts. We're... we're going towards a middle, mm -hmm. but we're on one side or the other because of our brain and nervous system wiring. So so different situations are going to affect each of us differently, just depending where we are on that spectrum. And to me, I believe that we move towards the center of ambiversion the more skill sets we, we get. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started teaching adults, <laughs> I, it would, and it was a um, foreign language school on a college campus, and I had people from all different countries. These were not immigrants. These were well-to-do mm -hmm. people right. who were going to mm -hmm. go back to their countries, and they were judges and CEOs and people mm -hmm. like that. And mm -hmm. Which would each, be intimidating just to start with. Oh, my with. God. <laughs> and, and, they, and, and they all had their ideas of how a class should be taught, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was quite an adjustment um, for me that, you know, the job felt right. I knew I was supposed to do this. And, you know, and gradually I became one of the few most beloved teachers there mm -hmm. and um, the ones they would send the dignitaries to, you know, the classroom to observe. Mm -hmm. So so it was a stretch for me. But now teaching adults is right in, in the middle of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I am so comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like to have people do a comfort zone map mm -hmm. because there are skills that you have or could easily learn mm -hmm. where you're kind of straddling. For example, um, let's say that you want to develop the skill of public presentations more, mm -hmm. but you're freaked out about it. Can't have that. Mm -hmm. So you identify 
some people who are inside your comfort zone where you can just be yourself Mm -hmm. and invite them to a seminar and you practice with them. Okay. And you do that as many times as you want or you you change it up a bit to where, okay, now you know they were good friends. Next, I'm going to do acquaintances that I'm comfortable enough with, you know, and, until you really have that skill solidly inside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that makes you more of an ambivert because you are more, have more of the apparent extrovert traits of being outgoing mm-hmm. in presenting. So you can grow your comfort zone in that way as long as you don't have so much adrenaline that you get paralyzed and the stress hormones, you know, start taking years off your life. It's right. not worth it. You mm-hmm. know? Right. Well, and and it manifests in, in other ways. I'm you know sitting here thinking of a time when I taught um, and I've shared this a couple of times. On, you know, about this situation, I've shared, you know, on several other programs and now I'm thinking I was bad. Um, (laughs) and and so I was, you know, teaching a class at at Metro State in in Denver and we, it was a business class and, and part of what we did was mock interviews. And I had the, you know, the class break up into into groups and Metro State is your typical Metro campus where you had students who were 18 up to, you know, 65, 70 years old, you know, a Mm -hmm. very, very diverse there, you know, there weren't dorms on campus. And so it was the the commuter type of campus. And there was one young woman, a student. I mean, she was, she was definitely uh, one of my best students and she was paired up with uh, a, a gentleman who was in his 30s and a gentleman who was in his 50s. Mm-hmm. They had their sample questions. They were to practice them. And then, of course, they were to get up in front of the class and do them. And I was the roving CEO who, would going, who was going to pop into the job interview and just ask some stupid question. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and, and so they started. And I could tell that they had practiced. And she got partway through and literally froze. I mean, she just, and she had practiced and practiced and, and I hadn't even done my random, you know, CEO popping mm-hmm. in thing yet. And she looks at me and she says, I'm going to throw up. Uh-huh. And I, of course, took a step back. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I said, no, you're not, you know, let's, let's just take a moment. And because I could see she had just gotten herself more and more agitated, even though she knew that, you know, she knew what was going on. She had it down cold. And so then she said, you know, I want to start over. And I said, well, unfortunately, we can't because this is a timed thing. And and in order for everybody to have their time, we have to keep going. And and I, you know, so what I did was I kept forcing her. I mean, you know, and 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 she didn't throw up. I mean, you know, there was, you know, that was that nice. But I mean, she was clearly uncomfortable. And so I asked her to come to my office later and, and, you know, she and I, and because, you know, I did realize this was a very uncomfortable situation for her mm-hmm. and she wanted to go into public relations. And I'm thinking, hmm, there might be a little mismatch here, but you know, that was, um, I didn't want to talk her out of that. And, but I, I talked to her and I said, you know, walk me through what, what made you so nervous? And she said, and she told me, she said, I honestly don't know. She said, I had this stuff down cold. I knew what was going on. And, and I said, did the guys do anything to make you nervous? You know, had they, you know, had they said anything? And she said, Oh no, they were, you know, they were perfect gentlemen. And, 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 and I could tell she was telling the truth on that. So I suggested that she think about something like Toastmasters, mm-hmm. which probably just shoved her out of that comfort zone. <laughs> and well, that's, I recommend Toastmasters oh, too. And yeah, that was the I first thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing I did. Mm-hmm 
when I wanted to start a seminar business. Because mm -hmm. before that, I'd been in my office for years doing ghostwriting and editing, mm -hmm. you know, all by myself. But I started getting that urge to teach again. Mm -hmm. and, and that was just coming from spirit. And I knew I was to do it. Mm -hmm. I joined Toastmasters and I joined an improv club. Ah, classes. Yes. Improv. We love improv. I've had guests on before uh -huh. who've talked about the benefits of improv in doing business. And what's nice is that in both of those cases, it very quickly becomes your comfort zone because mm -hmm. all those people are there for the same reasons. Right. And what happens there stays there and you become a bonded group. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And especially with Toastmasters, um, you know, it's it tends to be a smaller group. I mean, you know, we're not talking 100 people. And, you know, you're right. People, even when they have the skills, they still stay as part of it because they enjoy it. It, you know, it's, it's you know, all sorts of, of things. I mean, I know people who have been in Toastmasters for years and a lot of people think, oh, you join Toastmasters, you learn how to, to speak in public and you're gone. Not necessarily. I mean, if that's, it, it might become kind of a mastermind group for you, all sorts of things. And, exactly. and so I do encourage people to really check out Toastmasters mm -hmm. because it's a phenomenal organization. Yeah, it's filled with mentors who, like you said, have stayed on mm -hmm. and they get to practice any new material they have. They want to run by the group before they go public with it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just a wonderful thing. The thing that scared me the most about Toastmasters is an introvert's worst nightmare and that is thinking on your feet Mm -hmm. During that two minute segment where you are given a question, you don't know ahead right. of time, you mm -hmm. have to stand up and talk for two minutes about it. And my knees would shake to where I couldn't even stand up. Mm -hmm. So I strategized a way around that mm -hmm. for introverts. Mm -hmm. And you normally know the theme of it, of the meeting, you, it's, mm, okay. you know, part of the agenda. Like if it's Christmas, it's going to be questions about Christmas. OK, right. mm -hmm. so what you do is you do like politicians. You have ahead of time something you're, you want to right. say on that theme. You have those okay? canned topics, as we call them. Yes. And so, you know, when you when you stand up and they're, you're given the question, if nothing comes to mind about that question, you transition over to what you have prepared to talk about. So if it's like, what's the worst Christmas you ever had and nothing comes to mind, mm -hmm. then you say, well, oh, every Christmas was really wonderful. And I especially remember this one Christmas mm -hmm. where I got a puppy, you know, whatever right. it is you prepared to mm -hmm. say. And that's actually a good skill mm -hmm. uh, to have, to be able to transition. And I recommend doing that, bringing that skill into interviews to get back to what you're talking about mm -hmm. which is absolutely optimized for extrovert brain functioning mm -hmm. it is a an introvert's worst nightmare from beginning right. to end because they're throwing every question under the sun at you and it's you know i have to remember that what we know is stored in long-term memory mm -hmm. so you ask a question like what was the worst client situation you ever had we are taking that long, complicated blood pathway to long-term memory mm -hmm. to try to sort it out. We are having at the same time to tune out the sensory information coming in at us from, mm -hmm. from the person in front of us, the office, any noises, the lights, all of that. So we're having to try to tune that out and then go to, to the long-term memory. And then you ask what's the most or the worst. 
So we're going through a catalog where there was this time, there was that time. Was mm-hmm. that the word? You know, mm-hmm. and it takes us forever if we can ever even do that process. Right. So again, since that is the paradigm for hiring, we you know, some companies are changing it, but most haven't. Mm-hmm. And you need to, we do need to just cope with it. You can't really thrive as an introvert in that situation. But I advise strategizing again, have like a core message that you want to communicate to this person interviewing you. Mm-hmm. That's your, that's your prepared thing. Right. So, so you're always going to highlight that you're going to, you know, turn it around. And anytime there's another tip, anytime you're asked, what's the most or the worst, forget those words, mm-hmm. just whatever pops into your head, mm-hmm. a bad client experience, just tell that one. Mm-hmm. That way you're shortening that processing of trying to come up with the worst. You know? right. <laughs> Just whatever comes into your head that's a bad client story, that's your story that you answer that question with. Mm-hmm. And then you try to talk about it in a way that conveys that core message that you're wanting to get across. Right. Which was you handled it well or, you know, you want to turn it back into that positive. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, when when that that student didn't know why she was freezing up, this is part of my mission is to help introverts understand their brain wiring Mm -hmm. because they don't know. They just think there's something wrong with them. Right. And that's exactly what she told me. I don't know what went wrong. And and I told her nothing went wrong. I mean, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I tried as hard as I could to, um, to, to really, you know, because I didn't want her to feel bad. And I, and I certainly yeah. didn't want her to be so frightened that she didn't, that she couldn't go forward. Um, and I told her, I said, it wasn't wrong. It was just, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And they, if they know why it happened, then they can start educating the interviewer mm-hmm. and, and also, you know, touting their strengths. You, you know, you can say, well, you know, as an introvert, um, thinking on my feet when there is a pressure stimuli in front of me, namely you as the CEO walking yeah. by, mm-hmm. um, I don't shine in that. I shine more in situations where uh, deep thinking and strategizing is involved, where I can write a report mm-hmm. you know, about it. And, and at least you feel more validated. Mm-hmm. Right. That it's not, I have a free report on my website site called, if, Hey, introverts, it's not you, it's your brain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that tries to turn that around. So you stop thinking there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. It's just that you are in an extrovert favored environment. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I wonder in the, the classroom situation that I was in, if what wasn't wrong, I'm going to, I'm going to use that word was that it was me. You know, as you know, she was waiting for me to pop in and interrupt. And that just threw her so much that then all the practice, everything was just gone because that was all she was thinking about was, oh, my God, what is what is going to happen? Yeah, it was it it was a new stimulus that came in and it it triggered adrenaline Mm -hmm. and introverts, like I said, don't do well with adrenaline. Her adrenaline made her nauseous. Yes. I have two introverted uh, businesswomen friends who told me each separately, they told me the same thing. They stopped going to this very large but powerful women's networking group Mm -hmm. that we have. There's a monthly luncheon and they stopped going because 
you have to be like 75 women in any given time or more. And everybody had their 30 seconds. And when it got to them, they would stand up and they'd get this adrenaline rush Mm -hmm. and they could not remember why they were in the room, much less Mm -hmm. what their thing was. Mm -hmm. And so they said that it was so horrible and they felt so sick that they it was so unpleasant they refused to go to those meetings anymore they're right. going to get business a different way mm-hmm. it's that adrenaline rush that we don't do well with now mm-hmm. that's energizing to an extrovert that's the bungee jump rush right mm-hmm. that's ha- that produces the dopamine their brains need that's their happy juice they feel mm-hmm. high mm-hmm. so they like that kind of a challenge you know they would be bored sitting home with nothing but a book and a journal you know right well, and we see those say with a public speaker who comes bounding on the stage, mm-hmm. you know, they're and, and, you know, they're just so pumped up and ready to go that they've been backstage going. Now, of course, the problem with that is they can get too wound up, you know, and and I have to watch that. You know, I actually it's funny when I do my radio program, that is one of the things that I really have to watch. You know, moved here from Denver, did the program in Denver, and now we do it in Atlanta. And, you know, right after I moved here, I had someone who came up to me and said, darling, we <laughs> all need to slow down. And, you know, and, and so I actually, I make sure I, that I don't have caffeine. Um, because I get so excited about talking with my guests because it really is to me just absolutely fascinating. You know, whatever the topic is. So I do, I get wound up and pretty soon I'm going 900 miles an hour. <laughs> so I have to think slow down. And when I give webinars, I have a sticky note that I put up on my computer that says speak slowly. You know, bec- and, and, and it is, it's that adrenaline. That adrenaline will just go right out from under me. And that doesn't serve a purpose either. Yeah, it, it is your go juice, mm-hmm. um, whereas it's paralyzing for introverts. But you might want to add a sticky note that says, speak in a southern drawl. That'll slow you down. That's it. I know if I start <laughs> saying y'all, it just really, you know, and, and it's funny because it, you can't be southern and be fast. There's just, you know, you, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, so I was looking on your blog and you've got, you have great subject matter here on your blog. And I, I encourage people to, to read through there. You know, and one of the ones that popped out at me was the one, do introverts need to have confidence before moving forward? Mm-hmm. And that one really struck me because my first thought was, well, they already have confidence. It's just a different confidence. They have confidence in what they do. And that's that's what breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. The introverts can be brilliant in their area of expertise. Right. But it's doing the world part of that mm-hmm. that can be a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they don't lack confidence at all. You know, it, it, and and I think that is that comes back to what I was saying at the start of the program with, you know, we'll get over it, get used mm-hmm. to it, all those various things. No, you know, they, they don't lack the confidence. It's just they have to get into the right situations. Yeah, the the um, the client who had provoked that brought that uh, post for me, was after a call, she loved the ideas that we co-created, and then she messaged me about it, thanking me, and blah, 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 and then she said, now to get the confidence to actually do it. And mm-hmm. I realized that when we think of confidence, we're thinking of whomping up the go energy to right. get out there and mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. That's natural for an extrovert to just jump in and do it. And so I mess, you know, that really 
bothered me. So I messaged her back and said, well, actually, I, I like to do things more from coziness and love, mm -hmm. which, again, puts us with that acetylcholine, calming mm -hmm. brain chemical, rest and digest nervous system, and do things from that place. Mm -hmm. So I think it's com the word confidence is, uh, has connotations that are that throw introverts right. off and they feel like you know confidence training means that you you get that go energy to where you you're jumping around the stage you know and you that sort of thing have that kind of energy and I actually think introverts are more effective when they do come from a sense of quiet well-being and from love mm -hmm. you know you you, you love your, your topic you care so you're motivated to get it out into the world, and you're doing it in ways that are cozy for you. Mm -hmm. So that particular client, next thing I know, she's doing her very first uh, Facebook Live video, mm -hmm. but from her kitchen. She she sells all kinds of teas right. and does tea education. Mm -hmm. So and she's with a family member that she's comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my God, it was so charming to watch her. Well, and she was in a comfortable environment for her. Exactly. Exactly. Even though it was her first Facebook Live, which normally is really paralyzing for for uh, introverts. I even mm -hmm. have a um, – I wrote a guide for Facebook uh, Live, in quotes, videos for introverts because we mm -hmm. need to do it a different way. But she, she did jump in, mm -hmm. but she mitigated all those scary factors – um, and was able to show her expertise, and there was even something went wrong with something, and she just, just like you would with a neighbor in your kitchen, she just mm -hmm. handled it, you know, and just, cool. it, it was not a big deal, mm -hmm. and I realized this is, this is, this is the way she can show up authentically right. that is just utterly charming. Mm -hmm. and, so she and was I would have being thought, cozy. oh my gosh, her confidence was skyrocketing. Yes, it yes, but it was true confidence. It mm -hmm. wasn't what introverts tend to think when we're told we got to get confidence mm -hmm. right. and then go out and do something. Mm -hmm. No, do it in ways that make you feel confident. And for mm -hmm. us, that usually means doing something kind of cozy. It's inside our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Right. And focus on the love, the mm -hmm. love for wanting to get this message out to the world and the love for the people that are praying for this solution. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I have uh, um, several introvert friends, you know, and, and I've asked them all, and, they, and I get varying opinions about social media. You know, does it make it easier for them to network, to meet people, to get to know people, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Facebook, whether it's, you know, wh whatever it is that they're using? And one who is, is a technical writer, absolute genius. I mean, she is, is, you know, incredibly intelligent, loves LinkedIn because it is um, for her. It's it's a platform where she feels very much uh, um, on equal footing with people, you know, all these various things. And then other people are like, well, no, Facebook is just as bad as going out and, and seeing people. What do you think about social media? You know, is it good, bad? You know, and, yeah, and obviously it, it varies by person. But what do you think about social yeah. media? Introverts tend to do better with social media mm -hmm. than like networking events. It's, because it's writing, because you can edit, you can think ahead of time carefully what you're going to say. But mm -hmm. we don't 
we feel inhibited a lot of times, be, unless it's a really closed group and we know everybody in it, mm -hmm. because we don't know who all seeing it, how they're right. going to interpret it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of us tend to be more reserved. We're more observers. Mm -hmm. Than anything, or lurkers and, as we, as I, yes. you're so, just lurking oh, there. Oh yes, we're gonna <laughs> lurk a long time before we feel that safety. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like who's who's reading this? What's where's this information going? And is it safe? And you know, if you get somebody toxic who write something snarky as a comment you're like i'm i'm out of here i'm on yeah. facebook yeah, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's it nope not going there again mm -hmm. yeah this is not safe um so we we do love to bond with people and it's real bonds mm -hmm. so so we will lurk for a long time until mm -hmm. we feel bonded like we feel we know you because we've read enough of your posts and we feel like everybody in there is you know healthy and well-meaning mm -hmm. And then we will start jumping in in little ways. But a lot of times, even on my Facebook page, I've only recently started sharing a little bit more about my personal mm -hmm. life, just little things. But mm -hmm. I still go through that process. Okay, who's reading it? How are they going to interpret it? Right. Is this too personal? Is mm -hmm. this too much? And, you know, um, and I just, I edit, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, so Facebook groups are often a good way mm -hmm. to uh, interact once you've lurked enough long enough to realize that it's safe. Right. But LinkedIn is great for 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 business, and mm -hmm. that's not so much about your personal life. Mm -hmm. It's not about your personal life. It's about how you help people mm -hmm. and making those um, connections. And Facebook messaging is a great way to start a relationship going mm -hmm. with somebody. Because you're you're right, you are writing it, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and it's funny because then my first reaction would be, well, hey, hey, you know, why can't we Facetime? <laughs> you know, summer, summer, let's Facetime. <laughs> and you're probably thinking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I used to be that way, but actually, the more, like the more discovery calls I've done with people, the more I've, uh, I I'm using the introvert strength of curiosity. Mm -hmm. We're very curious. We love to do research. Mm -hmm. and that's one thing we'll do before a networking event. When people say they're going to be there, we go look them up. Right. Find out all about them and stuff. So I've gotten to where I, um, and I teach creativity. It's always um, a component of everything mm -hmm. I teach, you know, getting to the genius side of your brain, dealing with the inner critic. So, so I've actually gotten comfortable with going into that particular not knowing. Mm -hmm. And I, I did this podcast this way, too. You know, I've printed stuff out and stuff, but I wanted to not look at it. I wanted to have the conversation as if we're doing a discovery call mm -hmm. and just see what emerges. And that's a, it's a kind of a fun, creative process for me now. But it wasn't always that way. And I know many introverts will avoid one-on-one -on -one calls either as the client, potential client, or... As the business owner, they just hate it. Mm -hmm. and part of it is you can't Skype is better because if it's just auditory, you can't see the other person. And it, many introverts are actually energy sensitive and can uh, see people's energies and can pick up on nonverbal cues to a, a very advanced degree. So we, if it's just auditory, we can't gauge how the other person is 
receiving you what we're saying. You can't see gazing out the window and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that too. <laughs> you know, and I always tell people you need to, to, you know, especially if it's just a one-on-one with, with a client, how do they want to be communicated with? You know, and, and some of this is demographics. Um, you know, is, some people prefer texting just because they're more comfortable texting. Um, you know, some like emails, some like phone calls, um, you know, all those various things. And I tell people, you need to match what the client wants. You know, mm-hmm. if, if the client wants emails from me and I'm just going to text them, I'm probably not, they're probably not going to be my client for real long. Um, you know, and, and because it's, it's frustrating to them. They're, I'm not dealing with them in a way that, that they want. Uh, now, you know, are, are we going to text every once in a while? Sure, you know, because you might need something quick and fast. Or, you know, there might be times where I'm going to say, okay, we need to jump on Skype and, and just see this. Because th- there are times where I do need to see someone. I need to see if they're getting frustrated, mm. um, you know, and, and some things like that. But, but yeah, it's interesting to to really know that we need to stop and think how what is the best way for the other person as opposed to, well, hey, this is what I'm comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Right. You've got another great blog post, and we've only got about five minutes left, and it's on faking extroversion. You know, and we talked a little bit about that at the start, where, <coughs> excuse me, you, you know, we can we can pick up on, you know, as as the extrovert, we're picking up on kind of their body language, things like that. But do a lot of people fake extroversion? Absolutely. I think that's the main thing that's going on with introverts in business is that they're trying to fake it. Mm -hmm. And then people report later that they are just utterly drained. It takes three days to uh, recover Mm -hmm. uh, because they're having to go back into that rest and digest mode and try to get over the kind of trauma of being out there in a way that is absolutely foreign to the way they're wired. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, they call it an introvert hangover that you get. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's very common. It's common in the workplace. It's common. It's common with entrepreneurs because they think they're supposed to do these certain things, mm-hmm. and they can't do them except by faking it. So mm-hmm. they fake it. Um, and one, it's not fake it till you make it. I mean, no, that's, that's the problem. No, it is not fake it till you make it. That absolutely does not work for introverts, and it's shaming. Mm-hmm. You know. That shaming and saying that nothing ever happens unless you get outside your comfort zone, that's shaming to introverts. And so they feel even worse about themselves, that there must be something wrong with them. So that's what I'm trying to change is that perception. Right. Now, like I said, we don't have a lot of time left. I could just talk about this forever. And, you know, <laughs> we do. Is, yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it's very fascinating to me. And and I do, I'm, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there are some people that I have done a disservice to, um, because of how I have, have, you know, treated them and, or thought they, and I'm putting this in my little, needed to be, you mm-hmm. know, all those various things. But talk to us about your program, The Tortoise Way, because you've got this great coaching program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Tortoise Way came about when I was doing this, all this research and realizing that somebody needs to stand up for the introverts and, and, set this straight and suddenly the Aesop's fable of the hare and the tortoise popped into my mind Mm -hmm. and I've realized that some of these live out loud extroverted entrepreneurs were on Facebook announcing they got an idea the next half hour they're out there doing stuff you know they're just jumping into things Mm -hmm. and running with it and and 
they're not thinking about the obstacles that, but when the obstacles come up, they, they strategize it, run around it, jump over it, whatever. Right. And for the tortoises are in thinking, planning, journaling, you know, we're inside our heads mm -hmm. uh, doing all this, but we do need to take steps. So we don't need to zoom ahead like the hares. We can be the tortoise and take tortoise steps. Mm -hmm. And that means taking small, well-considered steps from inside your comfort zone. I mean, the tortoise is taking its home with it, right? Its mm -hmm. shell. So we can do the same thing and, and just come up with ways that will work for us and that are inside our comfort zone so that we are moving forward and the steps can be very smart and significant mm -hmm. and they will be because we have done all this thinking and journaling and planning mm -hmm. to do it so and, and it's different for everybody everybody has to figure out what works for them and that's where I recommend you know mapping your comfort zone mm -hmm. and promising yourself that the things that are outside your comfort zone you never have to do them mm -hmm. You can reach the same goals that we all have by strategizing from inside your comfort zone, realizing that's what the extroverts are doing. Right. They're inside their comfort zone when they take these actions, when they go to the big conference in the strange city. Mm -hmm. They're excited. They're getting that dopamine hit that they need. Mm -hmm. So we just do the same thing, but from inside our own comfort zone, honoring our own brain and nervous system wiring. So that's what I help um, people do with um, solution-focused um, coaching that I do. And I also have um, online courses. I'm, I'm sort of revamping things or revamping the way I'm going to show up with them. Mm -hmm. but, um, but, you know, my website will be reflecting that pretty soon. So right now I'm focused on the one-on-one um, -on -one coaching. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I love this concept um, because and maybe it is because I see someone, you know, probably at every networking thing I go to, who really is just so incredibly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they're just new in business and they don't know. But, uh, you know, you can tell that, as I said, they'd rather be somewhere having a root canal. Mm -hmm. And so knowing a little bit more about how I, as an extrovert, need to, to help them, you know, and, and maybe it is that I, you know, I go up and, and say, hey, you know, and, and a little chit-chat. Okay, I have to chit-chat. Um, mm -hmm. And it'd just be weird if we walked up and, and didn't do anything. But to, to say, you know, I'd like to get to know more about you and what you do. Mm -hmm. How about we have coffee in, you know, some other time? And so that then I'm getting them in a place where hopefully they're going to be much more comfortable. Yeah, and before that, so they can vet you a bit. You could say, um, how about we go like outside this or into the lobby right. or wherever mm -hmm. to a quiet place so we can really get to know each other mm -hmm. and, and, and what we're doing in our business. Mm -hmm. and, and that way you can um, have a deeper conversation. Right. Because as you said, they've got all this external stimulus that is, is bombarding them. So, you know, even if it's just, hey, you know, let's step down the hall here so that we can hear mm -hmm. a little bit better. Yeah. You know, and you now realize that it's because they're introverted. They may mm -hmm. not realize it. They may just think they are just, there's something wrong with them mm -hmm. that they can't do it right. Right. You know, and so that's what's so important is, you know, if, if you are someone who struggles with this and thinks there's something wrong with you, Darling, sweetie, I'll, I'll be Southern here for a minute. There uh -huh. really isn't. You know, it's you just need to, to adjust your thinking 
and you know reach out to someone like summer and you know or summer herself and you know and, and you you can learn to do this in a way that works best for you right so summer how do people find you and and connect with you probably the best way is to go to my website successforintrovertedwomen.com mm-hmm. And you'll see a Let's Connect button, and if you click on that and sign up on my list, you'll get my free report that's called, Hey Introverts, It's Not You, It's Your Brain, and that's a really good orientation to um, to start feeling good about being introverted, and mm-hmm. you can give it to other people so they understand. But And I'd also like to offer a free mastermind session for anybody who feels stuck on something that's stopping Great. them from moving forward. Mm-hmm. And you can email me at summer at successforintrovertedwomen.com, and I will give those people my comfort zone map after our session. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, Summer, we definitely have to do this again because, as you said, we're talking about 50% of the population. Um, so, you know, anything that we can do to, to make everybody's life a little bit easier and more comfortable, we have to do that. Mm-hmm. And you have been perfect for showing that introverts do well talking to an extrovert because the extrovert will help carry the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you're, you're an expert at, at doing interviews. <laughs> At a networking event, hook up with an extrovert because they will carry the conversational load. They will introduce you to people and then get other people talking, and you can just be your quiet self and observe. Stand and absorb. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a fascinating time talking with Summer Turner. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.